Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Can I you hear like, me now? Yes. Could you hear me then? No. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go back and this is the future. try it again. This is the future. This is, <laughs> this is great. The future is now. <laughs> or then. Or tomorrow. Or, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how this Wait, future thing works. What are we talking about today? <laughs> hey, you better introduce us quick. Rewind. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Long Overdue Podcast. This is Chris, and I'm here with Denise. Hi. And Dawn. Hello. And Pat. Hey. And we are coming to you from the past. (laughs) We are time travelers. Can you guess what we're talking about today? I mean, technically, we are. What? It's not today anymore. Wait. It's always today. Uh. Uh, <laughs> you, future, oh. future listener. That was, that was just your mind being blown. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners in the future, we are going to be talking about time travel today. Mm-hmm. And... Alternate. You will be hearing about it in the are future. Are we going to talk about alternate universes too? Yeah, because alternate universes are often a result yeah, of time yeah. travel yeah. or quantum quantum re- leaping stuff. <laughs> quantum stuff, you know, all that. All that sciencey stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So this is great. Um, mm-hmm. I always hate time travel. Why is that? In when they introduce it into stories. Why is it? I don't know. It just makes everything weird. Well, that's the idea. Like when it's introduced like into an already going story. Yes. Yeah. Seems kind of lazy. Yeah, I don't like it. I you know, so we read we all read stories from this book time and time again, uh, 16 trips in time by Robert Silverberg. I enjoyed the story I read. Yeah. And I think some of you enjoyed some of your stories as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of you. Some, <laughs> some of you. Some. Guess, guess who didn't? Guess like who it? didn't? <laughs> if you're That's a regular right. listener. <laughs> You'll know exactly. Um, but knowing, going into this, knowing it was about time travel, I was okay with it and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I, it always irritates me when there's an already set story in place and then they have to have the time travel episode or the time travel story arc, mm-hmm. and and then it's it's like you've introduced a whole other element that didn't really even belong in the story to begin with. Well, so I think that's that's poor narrative mm-hmm. skill. You know, that's a poor narrative. Mm-hmm. But if you're so. One of the things that we talked about when we were discussing this before was, are we going to talk about time travel as a scientific or science fiction thing, or are we going to talk about time travel in fantasy? And we said yes to all of it. Yes. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) And so I think that there are definitely times when when, when time travel is used either as just a device, Mm -hmm. like... um, Mark Twain's Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's mm-hmm. Court. The whole purpose of that was the comedy of someone out of place, out of time, 
being in a situation where they didn't know the rules, where they didn't know what was common, where they didn't mm-hmm. understand, and where they looked so bizarre and, and didn't fit. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same kind of thing in Outlander. Mm-hmm. I think the time travel, it's all this great, you know, like you could go into a whole lot of discussion about Celtic stones and all this kind of stuff, but you don't need to. It's just... It's just the device mm-hmm. to get Claire and then later other members of her family. Ooh, sorry. Spoiler. Spoiler. Um, into a different time so that they appear out of place and then have to deal with things. So it's not really a part of the story. I mean, it's, it's there. It's got to be there. Something's got to be there to get them to a different time. But... It's, that's not what the story is about. It's not about time travel. Whereas I think some of the stories we read today and some of the other things we've read, that's really what it's about. Yeah. Well, I think for me, time travel, I don't mind it in the stories. I mean, thinking about, you know, back to the future, things mm-hmm. that, that are supposed to be about it. But, and this goes with any, you know, movie or book where you notice things that, okay, if he did that, then that couldn't have happened, but they didn't catch it. Right. You know? And right. so that's the kind of stuff that's mm-hmm. kind of sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if I see it, I don't always right. see it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, and I but, think that was what was interesting for me about reading, I read three of the stories from this collection, from the Silverberg collection. And, and I thought, I think that's what I enjoyed about these is that they were specifically about... Mm-hmm time travel and the consequences of it and and the underlying philosophy of how does it work and how do you manage it and all that kind of thing. So thinking about the unintended consequences of one action mm-hmm. is really what these stories were about mm-hmm. rather than, oh my goodness, we didn't even address that. It just happened and we didn't even pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it leaves the, the viewer or the reader thinking, wow, somebody didn't pay attention. Right. Mm-hmm. I only like time travel when it's convenient for me. Yeah. When it's con- <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Maybe when he's writing? I s- yeah, I said that, yes. I said that to Denise when we were yeah. having a prior, previous discussion about this. And I had to include it. And, and some of the games that I've run... I've included time travel against all my, uh, you know, against, against all my best, my, my best um, instincts. I've used time travel because it just, sometimes it's just the easiest way to make everything fit together and work. And so that's when it's convenient for me. So that probably makes me just like the bad writers that decide yeah. that they're going to include a time <laughs> travel so. episode. You're but just like, this is here just for my convenience. It has nothing so to do with the story. Can I give you all some sciencey stuff about time travel sure i'd love to hear some sciencey stuff about time so travel. i got my information from nasa.gov okay and from physics.org okay Ooh. okay they seem legit yeah. <laughs> it does so we'll see <laughs> if i can explain yeah, this. physics.org i don't know who they are but right sounds good sounds but good a, but it's dot org so yeah dot org that's a little better than dot com right, right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> And or, they're, they're or talking dot about co dot jp or uk yeah. or au or whoever. Yeah, <laughs> right. somebody, somebody trying to make a buck. Yep. Whatever. Okay. So uh, physics dot org says that traveling forwards in time is surprisingly easy. 
I mean, so, are we doing it right now? <laughs> actually, according to NASA.gov, we are. Everybody is always traveling through time at mm. one hour per hour. <laughs> wow. That's what it says right one here. One hour per hour. Yeah. So we are all always traveling through time. Uh-huh. I can just imagine some, like, NASA super geeks sitting there typing this out going one hour per hour. <laughs> okay, but it, it does get better. All right. <laughs> so, um, talking about, both of them talk about Einstein's theory of relativity. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do this without getting, like, too, like, into it. Thank you. Yes, because it... We don't understand that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was hard for me to understand it, too. So, in order to travel forward in time, you have to be going at the speed of light, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. which we can't do. I mean, we just can't do that yet. But if you could, you could, you could travel in time forward. Mm-hmm. Faster than you normally would. Faster than one hour per hour. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, all right, so let me see here. So there's this thing called the twin paradox mm-hmm. that says if you're going at a, to the speed of light, you turn around and come back. Only a few years might have passed on board, but many years could have gone by on Earth. So that's called the twin paradox. So that if you had a twin, mm-hmm. they would be a different age uh, okay. as you. Um, so going back, though, is harder because... You would have to travel faster than the speed of light. You can, if you travel faster than the speed of light, you'll go backwards. That's, but it's impossible to go faster than the speed of light, as we know right now. Hmm. Right. So to go back in time, it's impossible. Okay, that makes sense. That's, wow. I, I always but knew it. You <laughs> went, yeah. But wait, I thought you said the other day, Chris, that you can't go forward in time. You can only go backward. Is that what you said? Did I say that? I don't know. I'm pretty sure you said that. I don't remember saying that. <laughs> I thought I... Did I imagine that? Maybe. Mm. I, I came to the conclusion that time... Well, my, my perspective is that time as a thing, time doesn't really exist. Time is just what we call our perception of the the, cha- the constant changes that take place around us. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I read an article that kind of <laughs> confirmed that, so confirmation bias. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love that, don't we all? Yeah. Right. It says that it was in, uh, oh my gosh, what, sciencealert.com? Well, that's already yeah. shady. <laughs> I'm already skeptical. No, it's a real thing. We believe that. Uh, let me see what it is. It's sciencealert.com. Hey, 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 hey. It's, it's still legit. Okay. <laughs> it says that they, they time might only exist in your head, say physicists. And this. Um, yeah, and it mentions Einstein as well. Um, I think that the, the strongest argument for that time doesn't exist is that. Of all the laws of physics, like mm-hmm. you know gravity and and you know all of that, everything would work 
the same, except for one thing, except for one of the laws wouldn't work the same. All the laws of physics would work the same regardless of whether you're traveling forward or backward in time. Whichever way the time clock, time arrow is pointing, the those physics are always going to work the same. So, hmm. and then I read another article that I, it might have been this same one. I don't <laughs> you read further. I, I did. I read further, <laughs> and it said that there's no past or pre or future or anything. There's just one con continual now, and the now is just constructed of all the the things that we perceive, and the are the like perception of time is subjective, like. Hmm. So really, we could all be in a hologram. I mean, I'm pretty sure we are in the Matrix. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that seems pretty legit. Isn't, didn't somebody <laughs> write an article so, like that, too? That, I'm just going to throw this out. That we're in the Matrix? Um, yeah. <laughs> on sciencealert.com, the CEO is an award-winning journalist and digital convert, <laughs> zoologist by training. The founder and COO, CFO, is an ex-Microsoft programmer and failed neuroscientist oh. turned science communicator, strong proponent of Facebook as a platform to inspire and engage young people with science. That's great. The editor is a science and health <laughs> journalist with a passion for debunking stories. Those are the three top people. Sounds great. Sounds like they don't know what they're doing. But that's okay. very shady. No, that's like, okay. That's that's great. Okay, so I'm we'll, so we'll glad they're there. Turn this into a discussion about disinformation about or whatever. Disinformation <laughs> and misinformation and research. It, well, anyway, that's probably why I gravitated toward this article because it, it, it just told me what I already it. thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, so it just I, it I fit your narrative, so you were good with thing. that. <laughs> a very reasonable thing to think that time doesn't exist outside of our perceptions mm -hmm. i think that's entirely reasonable well and that kind of goes along with even what this article is saying because it gives an example mm -hmm. that uh -huh. says that if you're 15 years old when you leave earth in a spacecraft mm -hmm. traveling at about 99.5 percent of the speed of light mm -hmm. um and you stay there for five birthdays, so now you're 20. Mm -hmm. When you get back, you'll find all of your classmates are now 65 years old. Whoa. So time for you went, it seemed normal five for years. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. But now everybody else is so much older. And it seemed normal to them, too. Yeah. Until you meet each other. Right. And then you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's some kind of high school reunion there. Well, they I know that <laughs> right. they've tested this theory. They did the thing where they took the clock up in, in the jet or, or whatever and flew around really fast, and then they brought it down and compared it to the clock that they had on the surface that had been moving at regular speed. Uh -huh. And it was like so many milliseconds ahead or behind or whatever. So they, they were doing <laughs> They are, and that's what it talks about. And I can't remember which um, article it is here, but it does talk about... When they travel into space, mm -hmm. they have to calculate for that time mm -hmm. difference. Wow. It's, it's very minuscule, but it's enough yeah. that with their in instrumentation and stuff, it can huh. cause issues. Yeah, and when you're talking about space travel and mm -hmm. you know falling out of the sky, 
Yeah, you that's, don't want that to be just anyone. Those, yeah, those little calculations <laughs> probably make a big difference. Yes. <laughs> well, didn't you see hidden figures? <laughs> those calculations were incredibly mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Wow. So then it talks about, you know, like wormholes and, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But the wormhole, in order to travel through space, would have to they close immediately i don't know it was some weird thing so it's not even possible through mm-hmm. that um which brings me to my story uh-huh my story could not have happened wow Be- because in my story hunters in the forest okay they went back in time mm-hmm. you can't do that <sighs> it's a good thing i read my story not even first like some kind of Magical Celtic rock. (laughs) (laughs) Well, was it... Okay. Uh, In the the introduction to this collection, Mm -hmm. Silverberg quotes a couple of, you know, the the big guns. Um, H.G. Wells and Heinlein and, you know, um, Isaac Asimov. And it's one of those big guys who who used that term, the willing suspension of disbelief. Yes. <laughs> In order to, to understand and enjoy um, fantasy and speculative fiction. Mm-hmm. But I don't... Hmm. So I read this story and yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know, I find out about this stuff. And I mean, it's not going to really change my my view of whether or not I like <laughs> time travel. Because, you know, I, I enjoy it in stories. It's not that big a deal to me. Um, until I see some inconsistencies. Uh-huh. And then it's like, well, shoot. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll still suspend my disbelief. Okay. Even though I know that going back in time is impossible. You know what's funny? I don't know. And like, it, this is very... This is serendipity or whatever, uh-huh. but in um, last week's episode of Digressions and Dragons, they talked about time travel also. Hmm. Yeah. And the angry GM said that uh, he uh, he used to leave little like notes and items and, and journals and stuff mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. Um, for his future self to write back to him. Okay. Or, you know, change yeah. or whatever, so he could tell if time travel was real. And it never happened, so he determined that. <laughs> so he gave up. Yeah, because his future self never, yeah, never came back. Definite and, results. His yeah. future self was like, loser. I can travel through time. I'm not going back there. Yeah. I'm not going to go <laughs> see that. So loser. Yeah. One, of my stories, one of my stories was about um, the ability to travel back in time. And... For most people, what they were using this for was to take vacations. It was expensive, and it was something that not Mm -hmm. just everybody could do. So you had Mm -hmm. to go to the place where they could do this. And and so most people would take their vacation, like to go back to the Mayan time or to go back to medieval time, you know, whatever. They would pick a period, and they would go. But there is this this one person, one character in the story, who kept going back into his own life and fixing things that he had messed up. Like, even little things, like he got a cold, so we went back two weeks to try to change what he had done so that he wouldn't be in the circumstances where Mm -hmm. he would catch the cold. Mm -hmm. And so he was, what he was doing, though, was messing with everybody else's life Mm -hmm. and 
so the the consequences of that, even though everybody else that in the story they would say, oh well, you know, people go back, and of course they they might change one little thing, and so I find myself driving a BMW instead of a Honda. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different car. It didn't change my life substantially. It didn't you know make this huge impact. But this guy who is going back and mucking in his own lifetime is is intentionally changing some things that affect other people around him. So he had a failed marriage. Mm -hmm. So part of what he keeps doing is going back and trying to fix that. But the man who's married to his ex-wife does not want that to happen, of course. And that's really what the story is about, is this man who's trying to fix his failed marriage and the the current husband of his ex-wife who's trying to make sure he doesn't change everything. And I kept thinking... Well, why don't they, because after, after changes happen, they remember immediately that this is not how it used to be, but then those memories fade mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, well, why don't they just write down stuff and, and then keep it so they know what's, what the real story is? But then I thought, wait a minute. If, if things change back here, they're never at that point so that they wrote it down. So that what they wrote down would disappear. But what they end up finally doing is as soon as the change happens and their, their life is different, they write down everything they can remember immediately mm-hmm. so that they know this is who I'm really looking for and this is what I want my life to be like and this is what I want to go back to, so what do I have to do to make that happen? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's... Those things like, well, why aren't they just writing this all down as it's happening? Because it doesn't help. If somebody goes back and changes it, then it wasn't ever written down. It's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. 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 So that guy writing himself notes, his future self notes. Well, maybe his future self. You know, it's all it's all wonky. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the that's one of the reasons why I don't like it when they do time travel and stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just made it really weird. Yeah. So, did anybody have a story where they traveled to the future? Well, I did both. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, my story was just about where they got a glimpse of the future. Okay. Because yours was going back in time. Well, I read three of the stories. So, I've got one where they go into the future. Okay. Because mine was, everything was about going into the past. So what happened is mine traveled into the past and then they go back to their current time. But they didn't go into the future future. No. Okay. Because that eventually happened in my story too. They go back to their what would be their present. Yeah. But they don't go into the future future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so I've got one story where initially there's it's set in the future and there's people that keep showing up. And they immediately, I was telling you, they, they quarantined them to an island. It's not an island. They t- send them to the moon mm. to quarantine them because they've been two centuries without disease, without, you know, this, mm. that, and the other. And they can't guarantee that any of these people coming from the past are clean. So they just immediately, as soon as they find time hoppers, they're quarantined. They're sent off to the moon. No the, the title of the story is Absolutely Inflexible. Mm. And this guy is absolutely inflexible about making these decisions. And 
everybody knows him for that. But so we've got people who are coming to the future, but they don't have any way to get back because they're, they're, whatever's getting them their gadgets can only go to the future. But then this one person shows up, and he's got one that goes both ways. Mm. And that's what causes the problem because now this guy who's absolutely inflexible decides to try it out just to see if it really does go back. It does. He goes back home and immediately meets his future self, who is absolutely inflexible, and sends him to the moon. <laughs> and so, what does that do with everything else? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so it's this whole conundrum about did I did I just change my past or my future? Mm-hmm. Because you don't know when, and and nobody can figure out in the midst of all this where the original two-way gadget came from Mm -hmm. Mm. because this guy, Mahler, has it every time they know of, but they don't know where he got it to begin with because they can't trace it all back to the original two-way traveler because every every two-way traveler they know of is him. That reminds me of a creepypasta. So it's like those mirrors, you know, where you see yourself uh-huh. in the mirror and there's a mirror behind you yeah. and it just goes forever. Do you, you remember that one that was, uh, it was read by, oh, what is her name? <coughs> Ke- Kelly from The Evil uh, Dead. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. And there was two things, items in that story that they talked about that were like that. Yeah. She, told, she tells this story about how um, the writer of uh, Baron von Munchausen or whatever, <coughs> you know, he received a visit from someone from the future who mm-hmm. gave him this manuscript that was The Adventures of Bar- Baron von Munchausen, and then he published it, and then went to the future, and then I guess he's the one that went back and gave it to himself. So the oh. question is, who wrote it? Right. Where did it come from mm. if he got it? And then, you know, mm-hmm. weird. That sounds kind of like what they were doing there. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I know. <laughs> Blows your mind. It does blow your mind. It's so so crazy. It's a paradox. So Denise, you were telling me about your story earlier. Mm-hmm. So tell us about yours. I, I think this is an interesting take so, on time travel. So mine was called "What We Learned from This Morning's Newspaper." It was written in 1972, and the story or the newspaper. The story <laughs> and both? Okay. <laughs> but I guess because they never mentioned a year. Okay. Um, and it's written like this person is talking about their present self. Okay. So what happens is he gets home from work and his wife shows him the newspaper and he's like, uh-huh. Like he read the newspaper in the morning, but he didn't notice that it had the date of Wednesday, December 1st, and the date happens to be Monday, November 22nd. Hmm. So they got a newspaper from the future. Hmm. Hmm. Um, one of the things that I thought was really funny about this is that, so they have this newspaper, and not at any time did they think that it was a typo. Right, and so I was like, it was just a misprint. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, this newspaper's from the future. And it's just like... Oh all right, God. y'all. That's the most logical thing. That's, That's your first thought. Is, it, oh my gosh, future. it must be from the future. And, and the wife is all like, "What are we going to do about it?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? What are you going to do about it?" Like, 
bet on bet on the futures game. Exactly. Yeah. That's, That's what exactly you're gonna do. Exactly what they do with this is just uh. like let's let's make money, and it's like Pat and I were talking about it earlier. It's like it's always a biff situation. Yeah. yeah. It's like always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it turns out that everybody I'm, on their I'm street. I'm so glad Back to the Future gave us a way to short to <laughs> call, use that shorthand. It's a biff situation. It's a biff situation. Mm-hmm. And so everybody on their street got this newspaper from the future. And so that's like 11 houses. Mm-hmm. So they all get together to have a meeting to discuss what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what do you mean? What are you going to do? It's <laughs> like, Keep it a secret and just do what you're going to do. Right. Well, and they decide that they're not going to tell anybody. Like, uh-huh. they're not going to tell family members, kids, or anything. Like, it's all staying with the couples. And um, and they all decide that they're going to make money off of it, but they're not going to get together to make money off of it. Like, you and me aren't going to team up. Okay. Like, you do what you want and make money. I'll do what I want to make money. And that's that. Hmm. Okay. And I'm just like, really? This is like this is what what this you're gonna do. This is a good idea. This <laughs> is it. And so they do that. Um, at some point, Thanksgiving comes along. They decide the the couple in this story decides that they are going to go to a neighbor's house for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. um, and a couple of other. Families join them all together to for Thanksgiving at the that house, and one of the guests is really upset. Her name is Edith. She's really upset because she saw in the newspaper that her sister was going to die, and okay. so she has a heart attack and she's going to die. And so she's upset, and they're like trying to console her. Oh, it's all right. It's okay, you know. And she's all like, "What do you mean it's okay? Like, what if I call her and tell her to go to the hospital?" Like, mm-hmm. she's got a weak heart. What if they can catch it in time and she doesn't die? And they're like, no, she's got to die. <laughs> and, she's like, and she's like, what do you, like, she wants to do something oh. about it. And really, like, these people are just thinking about, like, if you Their change, money. yeah, if you change the future, what's the, what's that going to mean for my stock portfolio? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I hate y'all. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so um, they think they've convinced Edith to not do anything about it. Um, except that they realized that that family decided to take a little vacation to Florida, where her sister lives. Just <laughs> coincidentally. Uh-huh. <laughs> to say goodbye, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> um, and then throughout this entire time, he's re- he's noticing that the newspaper is getting, like, the, the text is getting blurry, and mm. it can't really read what's going on. Other newspapers are just kind of like disintegrating, some slower than others, but at some point the newspaper just sort of dissolves into nothingness. Huh. Mm-hmm. The date comes up. Can I ask a question? Yeah. In the meantime, are they still getting today's newspaper each day after yeah. this, or do they mention that? They, they don't really mention it, but at the end, like it kind of comes back to, to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming. Because he still goes to work. He still buys a newspaper yeah. and so forth. Um, okay. But they don't mention, like, what newspaper yeah. they get. Um, and so December 1st comes along, and all their stocks paid off, all the bets that he made about sports games and all that mm-hmm. stuff, all of that paid off. And the next day, or that day, the December 1st, he goes out to get the paper that was delivered, and it was for November 22nd. 
the oh. paper they didn't get. Hmm. And then they realize he realizes that like there was some differences, like some things that he didn't know happened that day that were in the paper, but they weren't in the paper that he saw when he was at work. Mm. And so there was uh, some changes there. And then so he was like, well, when I go to work, I'll go by, you know, today's December yeah. 1st paper and, and see if, it, if all the things are still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, except that when he goes out there, it's nothing. There's nothing out there. There's no car. There's no street. There's nothing. He's like in this little pocket of gray, just him and his wife in their their house and nothing. Not even the neighbors were there. Well, that's weird. And he was all mad at Edith. Because did it say anything about whether... uh, There's no way for him to know. Like he's telling this himself. Yeah. So there's no way to know if... From the pocket of gray, yeah, because he that's can't get out. There he is. He's isolated, and that's right. Nothing. So, Whoa. the problems that I had with the story are uh, are are um, his wife never had a name. It was uh, just my wife. She doesn't, okay, she doesn't need a name. Um, at some point, after they realize that they have a paper from the future. Which was pretty early on. Again, they're just like, this is the logical conclusion. <laughs> sure. Is that we have a newspaper from the future. And I'm like, all right, guys. So he comes home and they're talking about it. And the wife tells him that everybody's been talking about this newspaper. You know, it's all people can talk about. And she talks about how her friends were placing bets and phoning their brokers. Mm-hmm. Her women friends. Mm -hmm. And he says, a lot of the women here play the market and even the horses, though my wife is not like that. She leaves the male stuff strictly to me. (laughs) And I was like, all right there, buddy. Um, And I was super glad that at the end, it was a woman that ruined his day. (laughs) I was like, ha, (laughs) take that. She's going to go save her sister. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm like, this is really like... And one of the things that he mentioned early on is that he did. He looked at the obituaries when he realized that he had a newspaper from the future to make sure he didn't die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was all like, wow. all I saw were these names. And not that I'm happy that they're dead, but it's not me. So, Because <laughs> oh, if it had been him, yes. he would have made those changes. Uh-huh. Just mm-hmm. like Edith knowing somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Hmm. I wonder what he would have done if it was his wife's name in the obituaries. Well, you know what? He didn't even mention that. It was just like, I saw all these I, male names and it's it not me. So, <gasps> like, it's like, did you not even check to see if your wife uh-huh. was going to die mm-hmm. in the future here in December 1st? Nope. Mm. <laughs> and I'm just like, mm. all right there, buddy. But yes, he ends up in a pocket of gray, can't get out, stuck in some little non-time and his wife is stuck there with him i'm assuming so because he doesn't mention her (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure he would mention her if she wasn't there because then he'd be like who's gonna cook who's gonna make me my drink Uh (laughs) right on (laughs) well it sounds like he was just a rotten character and that was kind of what he had coming to him everybody kind of was like that was all of their Mm -hmm. concern was Mm -hmm. How are we going to make money off of this? Yeah. Wow. I was like, well, you know what? You do you, and that's fine. Like, we just won't worry about it. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Well, I think mine was more of a... The time travel was a, a vehicle to illustrate some so like social things. Mm, okay. Um, not that I think that the story was was trying to make a strong statement, particularly one way or the other about anything, but it just um, I felt like the time travel was was secondary. Hmm. It's like well, it's just more of a what if situation. So it's Hawksbill Station, okay, and it's a novelette, mm-hmm. so novelette. shorter than a novel novella. Okay, okay. <laughs> like I was going to ask. Yeah, it's like twenty thousand words or something okay. like that. Um, I found out that he also um, wrote it, like expanded it, and so there is a novel, Hawksbill Station. Um, if it's a continuation of this story, it'd probably be worth looking into. But Hawksville Station is a prison, like a prison camp or prison colony, mm-hmm. in the past. Okay. It's um, he descri- he explains that it was inaccurate, so we changed it, and then we changed it again, and you know it's supposed to be during the Cambrian period, and I think he finally decided in the final. Uh, publication that it was going to be one billion or a hundred, a hundred billion. No, like one a really long. Yeah, time. one billion years ago. <laughs> one billion years ago. Yeah. So they, there's some discussion by. At this point, we're not using numbers to yeah. talk about time. We're just using symbols. <laughs> yeah. There's just, there's some discussion by some of the characters that uh, you know. That during this time period, there's no land life or anything like that. Everything's still in the ocean. So they're, you know, they say like, well, they wanted to make sure they sent us back far enough that we didn't, you know, destroy the ancestor of all humanity just to snuff everybody out. You know, it's kind <laughs> just of, for funsies. Yeah. So, so they did that, and it's it's a colony only for men because they don't want any reproduction, and then changing the whole course of you know, good gracious, you know, yeah, history. Uh, but what I thought was interesting about it, and it's kind of a time travel, like the story itself is kind of like time traveling, because um, it was written in 1967. The characters in the story are from around like our era, what mm. he envisioned it as, okay. like t- 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last prisoner that they get in the story is from 2029, and uh, as far as I could tell, everybody in the prison, they're you know they're not there for any kind of violent crimes or anything like that. They're just kind of like political exiles. Weird. Like they're just in prison because they're, they were inciting, you know, rebellion or hmm. revolution, not in a violent way, just their thoughts were not, hmm. were not acceptable for the time. So hmm. to remove any kind of unrest, they sent them back in time and imprisoned them. And so it talks about, you know, it talks about various different thoughts like, um, you know, communism and Marxism and and then other things. And there's some guy that's like, well, I hope they'll send us a, you know, a real conservative and, and all that stuff. So, I mean, it sounds like there's all different varieties of of people yeah. there. Just whoever's not acceptable at the time, they're mm-hmm. like, well, we'll send them back, a bi- you know, a billion years and then we won't have to worry about it. Wow. <laughs> Does anybody ever get to come back? Um, so that's what happens at the end of the story. Uh, spoilers, if you want to read this story. Um, the last guy that they send, you know, everybody's like, he's acting really funny. I think he's spying on us. 
And some of these prisoners have gotten really weird at this point because they've yeah, been yeah. isolated and they weren't they might not have been violent before but some of them are violent now mm-hmm. and the main the situation here yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely and uh, there is a women's colony as well but it's a billion years it's like separated by another billion years or something like that so is two billion years yeah billion? so Whoa. they'll never was there even land two billion years or probably that, that's probably not right. It's probably like a couple million years <laughs> in the in the future. So enough to where you they're know, still not going to mess no with anything. Overlap. Yeah, but there's no way they could possibly ever meet each other. So, okay. it, but anyway, the the leader of this colony, Barrett, he's um, he's become the leader because he's just the uh, the most level-headed and and so you know they start investigating this guy, and it turns out that. Um, that in the future they found a way to go back because up until now they could only go, well, they could only go back to the past. But now they've found a way to go forward, like back to the future. So at the end of the story, they to, find to find their place back where they started. Right. Okay. So they find out that this guy was sent to investigate the colony and see how everybody's doing. And I guess the current government decided that that was like cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, and so they found all his notes, and he's like, everybody here is going crazy, and they need corrective therapy. Right, and, and we bring him back. So are we going to bring him back and do that, or are we going to leave him here because they're too far gone to crazy. No, recoup, to recover? The final conflict in the story was with Barrett, because he's, this has been his life for like 40 years or something mm-hmm. like that. He's been here the longest, and this is his colony. He's the leader, and everybody looks up to him. So even though... That would be a good thing. He's kind of like, well, what am I going to, yeah. you know, where do I stand in all this? I lose my status. Yeah. I have to start all over in a time period that I no longer remember. Yeah. So. And where I'm nobody. <laughs> exactly. But it, it turned out okay for him because he was like, well, some of these guys are going to have a hard time adjusting again. So we might need, you know, somebody to stay back and, and just, you know, make sure the transition mm. goes okay. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, that's a good idea. And he, you know, they just let him stay there and do that. <laughs> There. You have a Smooth job. Smooth away from everyone purpose. else. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a really a it, great guy. Yeah. It was an interesting story, the concept of it of it being a you know, rather than a like a prison colony on another planet or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just in another time so that there's no wow. possible way that they could interact That's with anything. Hmm. hmm. It was a neat story. It, the, the thing that I thought was really interesting about it is that it was written in you know the 60s, so I think a lot of what he wrote about was a reflection of still some of the like the political situation at mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. and I think he was writing about that, and then some speculation about what it would be like in the future mm-hmm. and how it would be handled, and so that's mildly prophetic to an extent. Hmm. I recommend it. It's a good story. But you certainly wouldn't want to send them into the future. No, probably not. Oh, yeah. Although it's impossible to send them to the past. The only <laughs> only thing you could do is send them to the future or to the moon. Or to, or to or the moon. Mars. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I want to say about that because I don't want like, I don't really don't want to get into the the politics of it too much other than the fact that I think that that was significant to the story. Mm-hmm. And what was the title of that one? It's called Hawksbill Station. Okay. 
to. I think Denise would like my story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, called Hunters in the Forest. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, some of your story, stories where they go back, uh, they go in the past, they time travel because it's like a vacation kind of thing. Okay. So it says that this guy has paid a lot of money to take this pod back to like the Cretaceous period. So it's more of an adventure. Their life right now is perfect. There's no disease. There's no mm-hmm. risk. There's nothing. And so he's he's got this boring life. So he goes back to the um, Cretaceous period where there's these dinosaurs that he can, you know. Hunt. Yes. Yeah. So he's got three options. He can stay. Is one of them getting eaten by a dinosaur? (laughs) Well, (laughs) so it's the only acceptable ending that I want here right now. (laughs) So go on. Well, crap. That's okay. Um, So he has three options. The first option is he can stay in the safety of his pod, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, and watch Mm -hmm. the danger. That's Um, not what he paid all that money for. Exactly. Right. So the second option is that he can go out and he can get a certain distance away. He can interact and then get back before his his pod leaves, which is 12 hours. He's there for 12 hours. And the third option is that he can just leave and he can end up staying there and just never come back. And he said that nobody's ever known of somebody who's never come back before. So he's he gets a little brave and he's like he came here to get out of the pod. So that's he's mm-hmm. definitely not taking option mm-hmm. one. And he so he gets out and he's got some kind of laser gun. And um he gets out there and gets to the point where he can't see the pod anymore and runs into some different um animals or dinosaurs or whatever you want to call them. And um all of a sudden he runs into another person. Well, they're not supposed to run into other people while they're out on these things. Mm -hmm. And once he got to the point where he was away from his pod, he knew he could find his way back because they have this thinkomatic thing that helps tell them how to get back to their pod. They have GPS implanted. Right. Yes, Yes, exactly. (laughs) So anyway, so he starts talking to this lady and she she's trying to convince him, Oh, you don't want to do that. You because he's about ready to shoot this other dinosaur. And, and he's like, well, why not? And she's like, because that's just going to make him more mad right now. He just finished a big meal and he's <laughs> tired and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, she's just like, I know what's going on here. <laughs> and um, so he listens to her and they start going off and, you know, exploring and all that. And it, it comes to a point where she, something happens here. So they realized that they came from the same time in the same place, except that I just a couple months off. Mm-hmm. Um, he left in August and she left in September, um, but the same year. And um, so she starts talking about seeing something the day before yesterday. And then he's like, well, wait a minute. How long have you been here? And she said, like a week, maybe two. And he's like, well, I didn't think they offered tours that were that long. And she said, they don't i'm option three so Mm -hmm. she's just there and she she can't go back and this guy had mentioned at one point that he couldn't go go back with somebody because it affects the balance of the Uh pod Uh and so you can't take anybody else with you so man i hope she takes that pod and leaves him there (laughs) wow denise right (laughs) 
<laughs> so anyway, she says she's been there for, you know, a week or two. She can't remember. And um, so then she says, well, why don't you stay with me? And she's like, oh, we could, you know, build a cabin. We could, you know, pick berries and live here and and all this. And so he starts to freak out. His time, his thinkomatic thing <laughs> says, it's time to go. You know, do you want me to tell you the way back? And uh, he totally ditches her. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I've known you for less than 12 hours and you want to move in. <laughs> right? <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm following the thinkomatic. And he goes back to his pod and he's standing there, you know, and he, he climbs in and he's like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Well, while he's still trying to decide, it ships him back. <gasps> so he leaves her there. So he goes back and... Um, talking to his friends and you know all this you know telling his stories and Mm -hmm. everything and uh, one of his friends said oh there's this friend of mine that you might want to talk with you could compare stories and it's her so she had totally faked him out Oh. (laughs) oh my gosh so she says um that she had been on a 24 hour excursion and not, and so that's why she was there a little bit before him and knew uh-huh. what was going on. And so she was there after, and she chose not to stay either. She came back. Um, but he's like trying to process all that. And he's like, what would have happened if I had stayed? Would you have oh stayed gosh. too? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know. Wow. Oh my gosh, she's so trick could have tricked him into staying. See, I knew you would like it. <laughs> she's like let's have some would you fun have with this dude uh no <laughs> if you were so. stupid enough to move in with someone you've known for less than 12 hours you know what buddy <laughs> wow well it's the cretaceous period she didn't have many options <laughs> anyway wow she had the upper hand on that one <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the third one, I read three stories out of this collection. This, the one that I mentioned earlier about the, the man who kept trying to change his mm-hmm. own life. Everybody else went way back for adventures and vacations, but he kept going back to try to change his own <laughs> life. He was, of course, independently wealthy. So yeah, I was going to say, like, he this could had a cost. just <laughs> choose to do that, and it didn't matter. That, that story is called Needle in a Time Stack from 1981. And the other one... I thought was really interesting. It's from 1972 called Many Mansions. And um, Silverberg said it's a sci-fi take on Robert Coover's short story called The Babysitter, which was not sci-fi at all, had nothing to do with time travel. It was just about people. Hmm. Um, And I don't know that story at all, so I don't know what the similarities are or whatever. But this is one of those stories where... It starts off sounding like your usual dysfunctional family, and then suddenly there's time travel, <laughs> which throws this whole big thing into it. So it's, it's kind of one of those, um, it reminded me of Blake Crouch's Dark Matter, mm-hmm. which I think we might have talked about before on an early episode, but anyway. Early, it's, early episode. Yeah, early, early. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's parallel universes and the 
the choices that you make and how each choice has multiple paths that you can take and so the the logical conclusion of of all those so ted and alice i thought that was so funny <laughs> that anyway are unhappily married and and they're about to have their 11th wedding anniversary and as that gets closer each one of them begins to try to to imagine how to get out of the marriage without having a divorce because in the divorce basically they would both lose everything they have so and as we have all learned from dewey that always means murder Right. Well, that is so prescient of you. (laughs) This story has both. So Ted's Ted's grandfather, Martin, is 87 years old, and he just spends his days fantasizing about Alice, his grandson's wife. Wow. He's a pervy old man. Yeah, he is. So then we get time travel. So Ted is... Has, has thought of murdering his wife, but knows he'll get caught, and he, he really isn't one for murder. He's, he's depressed. Not, not cut out for prison life. No, he's not. He's depressed. He, he's kind of thought about taking his own life, but he's decided he didn't want to do that either because that's messy. But then he gets this idea that, you know, he's depressed. He doesn't want to take his own life. He doesn't want to murder his wife. But if he went back... To 1947, he could kill his grandfather before his grandfather marries his grandmother and has his mother, and then he, Ted, would never exist, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he would be able to take out his aggression on his grandfather, who really bothers him sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So that's... That's the first solution he thinks of, is to go back in time travel mm-hmm. to do this thing. where and, and so this is a time period when you can rent a time travel pod or something. Mm-hmm. So you, you go and you tell them where you want to go and they tell you how much it costs and then you go and you come back. And so he thinks that he could do this. Of course, then he wouldn't exist. So no one would ever be punished for this crime. So he thinks about it. But then at the same time, Alice is also thinking about how she can murder her husband, but she doesn't want to really murder him. But if she goes back to 1947 and murders Ted's grandfather, Martin, before he meets his wife and has their daughter and Ted's Ted's mother, then she can murder him... And because he's this dirty old man and she knows that because he take you know, mm-hmm. he, just the way he looks at her and kind of mm-hmm. manages her. accidental touching and things like that, he this would make her feel better. So she thinks that's a good solution. She's got a better plan. You know, isn't that interesting? You know, right? I told Denise earlier, so both of these people <laughs> are out to murder somebody like uh-huh. eight the same years ago. Person. Yeah. But yeah. Ted's doing it so that he never exists himself. Uh-huh. At least Alice is going to still exist yeah, and right. have maybe a happier life. It, it's so, so weird. So, it's so and all bizarre. of this, like she was when she was telling me about this earlier, I was like, and neither one of them thought about just going to their past selves and being like, hey, I know this sounds like a great idea and that he seems like a dreamy dude, but you're going to be so unhappy. 
don't yeah. do it. No, 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 Okay, but I did see a program where this lady tried to do that, uh-huh. and she would never listen to herself <laughs> because she didn't believe that it was her. Right? Because she was this crazy lady. Yeah. She, I mean, she married the wrong person, and she was trying to tell her to not marry that person, and mm-hmm. she ended up every. She was just in a loop. She couldn't oh, get out. Oh my goodness! Well, so here's here's the funny thing. At some point, so. One version of the story, Martin goes back and does what he, I mean, Ted goes back and does what he's imagining to his grandfather, Martin, in 1947. In another version of the story, Alice goes back to 1947, and when she finds Martin in his youth, he's so handsome and so charming, they end up sleeping together before she kills him. In another version... I was going to say, is she her husband's mother? Grandmother. Her husband's grandmother. It gets better. Because in another version, Ted comes up with a whole different way of looking at this. If he can get Alice's grandmother never to marry her grandfather, Alice will never exist. He finally thinks of that. (laughs) So he goes back to, to her past, Alice's grandmother's past before she meets and marries her grandfather and sleeps with her and then proceeds to make sure that her grandfather knows that they're a thing and she doesn't want to he doesn't want to marry her and so Alice doesn't exist but then in another version Ted goes back to try to take care of his grandfather but Alice is already there and Ted gets there and finds his grandfather and his wife both naked. So it's like this whole bizarre thing. And then eventually, with all these weird eventualities, we get back to the end, and here's Ted and Alice, and they are perfectly happy together. I don't know how that happened, because that wasn't the result of any of the paths Mm -hmm. we had along the way. Mm Mm-hmm. But there we are. Hmm. It's very odd. Okay. So now I can kind of understand the grandfather's point of view because he's thinking about his past. It may be. Yeah. And yeah. she reminds him of... And she reminds him of this woman you knew back in 1947. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So no, maybe so, he wasn't a pervy old man all along. Right. He's I mean, he still kind of was. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was just like, oh, there you are. I miss, yes, I miss I've, you. Been, I've been but waiting for you. it's been a long time. Yeah. And you yeah. still look the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to think too hard on that. Yeah. <laughs> just, no, I'm done with that part. But I'm still wondering why they're happily, they're all good now. Yeah. Well, they I'm kept still changing. The parts of, kept changing. Yeah, they keep changing little things. Parts of there. In some of them, he wasn't there. In some of them, she wasn't there. But in some of them, ugh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Weird, weird things. But each time but see, they went I don't back, know, I don't know whether there, in every going back, someone didn't die every time. But but Alice or Ted might not be the descendant of the same mm-hmm. people, so they could have been completely different people. people like you have different personalities, even different though they're the same or- name. 
and married to this other person with the same name as the person that you know and mm-hmm. I, I don't know so it, it and it seems and clear they could be each other's grandparents. if they're happily well yeah. there you go there's that if too. they're happily married they're very different people than they were originally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because neither of them was happy Mm-hmm. not just in their marriage, but in their life in general. I'm just thinking that... So, yes, it's possible that they are both, they are each their own grandparent. Mm-hmm. So this was like the inspiration for I'm my own grandpa? <laughs> Pretty much. That's what yeah, I was going to yeah. say as you were describing all yeah. that. I'm like, yep, that's what this is. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. and I'm still thinking, Ted and Alice <laughs> start here and they go back. Yeah. And then they come back. And then they go back and come back. So they're the ones who are constantly making these trips. Right. They know what they've done when they were in, in the past. And then they come back and they they still know what they did, right? Because they go back again yes. to try to finish the job. Or, or do a different job, yes. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know. But, I'm trying but to. every time something changes that changes who they are, I'm not sure mm-hmm. they remember everything mm-hmm. about it, but obviously they remember enough to get back. But once they're back to the present, mm-hmm. something's different. So maybe they don't know everything that already happened mm-hmm. in and all the different trips, only that one. Yeah, and it or, could have been like that other story where you only have these memories for a certain right, amount of time true. while that's the timeline changes. Yeah, because yeah. they never, they didn't really, it, it didn't really address that. Like, mm-hmm. how long do you remember all the things you've already done in yeah. the past iteration of your life? But it kind of, it's interesting because in this story, it'll it'll follow and you'll get another two or three paragraphs after an event in the past that follow the consequences of it and then you'll just stop okay and then we'll be back in the present uh-huh. whenever that is mm-hmm. and and they'll go back and do something different and then we'll follow that for a little bit and see a little bit of the consequences but then we're back. And and during the whole story, we sometimes are seeing things through Alice's perspective, sometimes Ted's, sometimes Martin. Oh. So it also depends on whose perspective mm-hmm. we're seeing, mm-hmm. which part of the future, past, future story mm-hmm. we're seeing. So wow. it, it's a little mind-blowing, but it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And it did remind me of Dark Matter by Blake Crouch, even though this is a novel that's very serious mm-hmm. and it's about quantum physics. Mm-hmm. It it still has all these parallel universes. And so in Dark Matter, this one guy, because of someone he knows and his, um, his discovery related to quantum physics, mm-hmm. there are now 98 versions of this man and his adult life mm-hmm. and his future and whether, you know, he might be with his wife, but his wife is a slightly different person or he's a slightly different person or they may or may not have their son. And wow. they, they, it, so it's all about choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you all make, about choices and you, one you time turned right can, instead of left this time and mm-hmm. it changed all of this. Entirely changed wow. everything. Yeah. It, it's very interesting. That's one of the reasons that I enjoy reading speculative fiction because it's it's so much about the choices we make and kind of that 
philosophical underpinning of consequences of even the tiniest choices that we make. Mm-hmm. Uh, your story that you read, Dawn, reminded me of a story I read a while back mm-hmm. called Sound of Thunder. Mm-hmm. And it was the same concept. They had these expeditions where you could go back in time and hunt dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to get it to come up, but whatever. Um, and, you know, it's all very carefully planned mm-hmm. because they don't want to change any kind of future timeline or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So they only observe dinosaurs that were about to die anyway. So, like, they say, you're going to go and hunt this T-Rex because, like, two minutes from the time when you're going to kill it, it was pro- it was going to, like, fall off a cliff and it was going to die anyway. So, you know, so that's what they're going to do. And it's like you have to stay on the trail you know, don't leave the trail because anything you interact with could change the future. Mm-hmm. And this guy that's going on this expedition, you know, he's having this discussion with this other guy. And they're saying about how excited they are about the president that got elected and everything and how it's all going to be great. And so they go on this expedition and he ends up getting separated and, and like, looking for something that he wasn't even supposed to be doing and crushing a bunch of plants mm-hmm. and... And, you know, getting off the trail. There's always that one guy that has to just ruin it for everybody. Yeah. And <laughs> the reason it's called sound. Oh, what? Instructions <laughs> and rules that I have to follow? Uh, those think, don't apply to me. Yeah. And I think it was sound of thunder because that's the sound the dinosaur made when it was ah. coming. And they, you know, so, so they shot the dinosaur. And um, and then since he misbehaved, the, the leader of the expedition said that, you, you know, we can't leave the bullets in there, so you're going to be the designated guy to go in there and dig them out. And they made it, you know, made him muck around in that. And then when they went back to the the future, like all the text on the wall was weird. Like it was kind of a weird, you know, it was in English, but it was like the the letters were different and stuff, mm-hmm. and the spellings were different. And then the news came on, and it said that the other guy that they didn't want to be president got elected instead. And he looked, like, I think he ended up looking at his shoe, and there was a butterfly that he had crushed under his shoe. Uh. And so, supposedly, that crushing that butterfly was what caused the chain reaction that led to the future being so different when they got back. So, that's the that's the butterfly effect. The butterfly effect? Yeah. <laughs> How funny. See, I was thinking that, you know, the dinosaur was going to die when he fell off the cliff, but that's where he was going to compost and become his fossil, and they're uh, going to kill him before then. And so that's he would, mm-hmm. you know, right. do all it's that like, in a different that, place. Yeah. But, but it's the butterfly. Yeah, it's the butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So, anybody remember the name of the movie? It might be the land that time forgot, but it's it's. Um, based on a book and it's about these people who are in the jungle and they happen upon this valley where there are still dinosaurs living. So does that count as time travel? Because they've not, they've not really traveled in time. They've just gone to a place where time stopped, either time stopped or it was so isolated that all the other genetic or, you know, meteors falling or whatever it is that happened to the dinosaurs didn't happen. So what do hmm. we think? 
Does that count as... Is that land before the land of the lost? Well, there's a land of the lost, which is... They go back in time in that, don't they? I think they might. I just remember there's watching there's aliens it. in Land of the Lost, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Um, are you're not thinking of uh, the Lost World by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, are you? Yeah, I think I am. Because they, the, exactly they go on, they go on this I'm plateau, and it's still, you know, there's still yeah. like. But then they look down, and there's the valley, and and I keep thinking it's it's kind of like. Shangri-La, only it's dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they find this one little isolated area where things are different from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's not really time travel. Well, I thought about that as we were discussing it, because if, if there's no past or present and, or past or future and there's just a series of now, constant now, then if you go to a now that's like a... a it's na- like the past. That's like a now that there used to be, then essentially mm-hmm. you've kind of time traveled. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. You're in a... So is steampunk <laughs> time traveling? I think that's alternate universe. Steampunk. Yeah, I guess so. It's an alternate universe. It's still kind of our timeline, but we... But the way from steam-powered right. things right. and steampunk, it's... We... We've kept it. We went all in with steam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I told y'all I know about the um, the weird place at Universal Studios. There's I can't remember the whole name of it, but something about a chocolate emporium. And so there's it's a it's a restaurant mm-hmm. where like their specialties are all chocolate. Yeah. Like they have a chocolate martini and they have mm-hmm. all these chocolate desserts and chocolate everything. And then they have a store where you can buy chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. But the whole <laughs> theme of everything is steampunk. Oh. So it's steampunk and chocolate, hmm. which sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All together. I don't know. That's irrelevant. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Hmm. So if you go to a Renaissance fair, is that like time? Is that travel? time travel? <laughs> if you go, if you go to the right the right one, it, it's kind of like that. But really? Yeah. Because most most Renaissance fairs are just for entertainment, so it's just an amalgamation of different right time periods. Yeah, and it's a little jarring. Corny. Well, that too. <laughs> But, but it is, I mean, if they're trying really hard, but they didn't make it, it can be really jarring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are others where they're very deliberate about it. It's only this time period. Mm-hmm. You have to dress like this. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, your, how, your buildings have to look like this. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if they don't, then they will correct you. They will kick you out. Yeah. So if you go to one of those, is that kind of like time travel? <laughs> I'm still going with no. <laughs> wow, you're tough. <laughs> Obviously, medieval times is not time travel. No. Just say that. No. Because, <laughs> no. No. Have y'all been there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's and not. <laughs> what about Scarborough Fair? No. No. No what? You haven't been there or no, it's not? No, it's, it's definitely not. not. Yeah. <laughs> They have modern toilets and everything. Uh-huh. 
Oh. <laughs> and it, and just because you call them privies doesn't change the fact that they're still toilets. But I tell you what, I appreciate them a whole lot more than I used to oh, appreciate yeah. the porta potties. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I was going to talk about Dragon Guard Three. Please do. Yeah. As we were talking about, you know, you, you mentioned different branches and how like yeah. different actions cause different branches of possibilities. Uh-huh. Um, kind of like the whole quantum thing, like like you create splits splits in the timeline. Yeah. But um, no, I think I'm I'm probably the one who's played the most video games. Here. <laughs> I think that is I think probably that that's, a reasonable that's, yeah. that's probably safe. Um, but maybe you've heard of there's the, you know there's a lot of video games now where you make choice you know you make choices and your uh-huh. your outcomes change based on your sure. choices. So a lot of games will come with multiple endings and depending on mm-hmm. the decisions you make along the way you get a different sure, ending. It's choose your own adventure sure. on a board. Yeah, so it feels like your choices mattered and mm-hmm. and you you know you get the bad ending or the good ending or the the midland ending. My lady's choosing yeah. in a game mm-hmm. form. Yeah. Um <laughs> Most of the time, it's just you take you take that path and you end up and that's it. And then if you want a different ending, you have to go back and yeah. and you know get a different ending. When in Dragon Guard in the series and the, particularly in Dragon Guard Three, they have multiple endings, but they totally break the fourth wall because um, it's all narrated through a character called Accord, and she's an android from the future. Mm-hmm. The past, I don't know. She's an android, and they're observers. Okay. And so they're watching the main character that you control, Zero, and all her activities and stuff. And uh, they're not supposed to to do anything to change the outcome. They just observe. So you're observing these timelines that you're as you're playing this character. And so you see timeline A, and it ends this way, and it's really bad. Mm-hmm. And that's the first ending. And then you go back to a certain point. And you, then you do timeline B, and you see that timeline, and it's really bad. And then, like by the time you get around to to playing timeline C, your character that you're playing meets a chord, and a chord is it's like you know we've been watching you, and you know all your activities that you've been doing, it's not good. And if you keep going on like this, it's just going to keep me in bed. And so you eventually play through all the endings. And what I love about it is it's the only game like that that I've played where not only are there multiple endings, but each of the ending is significant to telling the whole story. Ah. And the character that you're playing knows that they're in this, you know, in this these divergent sort of timelines thing, yeah. and know that they're taking part in this multiple mm-hmm. ending scenario. And it just, like, it just <laughs> blows my mind hmm. when I think about it. Hmm. It's, it breaks, you know, breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. And... That's interesting to think about. Yeah, I think that's that's neat. Mm-hmm. So you continue play with the knowledge of where you've been, right. even though you backed up. Yeah, and as a player, uh, yeah. you do, and normally you just. But as do, a character, as the character does too. Does too. She yeah. she learns that that I've already you know taken these separate divergent paths and yeah, has ended and up really is, bad right so this is like this is your opportunity to try and hmm. straighten things out and by the end of the story accord does interfere and yeah i, I never beat the game hmm. and you know why hmm. 
this is un- totally unrelated to time travel, but because the whole game is like a hack and slash, you uh-huh. know, and you, you run around and fight dudes and stuff. And then at the end, there's this weird rhythm game where the this <laughs> thing like shoots out <laughs> rings at you, and you're you know fly, you're the drag you're the dragon flying around, and you're supposed to time your you know your button presses to block the rings that are uh-huh. coming to get you. Uh-huh. And it's the only time in the whole game that you have to do that. They they don't prepare you for this at all. That you've been playing so a com- you haven't worked up to this yeah, skill. Yeah, you've been playing a completely different game up to this point. Wow. And it's like eight minutes long. And if you mess up one ring, then you have to start the whole thing over again. Wow. And I'm telling you, you want to talk about time? I've wasted so much time trying to beat that stupid thing. Speaking of time travel. Yeah, I wish I could go back and and get like all those hours back fine. that I spent trying to beat that stupid thing. Wow. So I'm so oh I'm God. so annoyed with that. That is really That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what happened after that, and I, I felt I you know I felt like it was cheating if I like just go look it up on YouTube or something. Well, yeah. I so, think so whatever. So one thing I just thought of while we were talking when you mentioned this game is that TV show Quantum Leap mm-hmm. that was on in the what 80s? Was early it 90s? I think it was 90s, wasn't it? That's a long time ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure anyway, we talked about it in our 80s episode. You know, I think we were. I think we were. It at least started in the 80s, I think. Hmm. Anyway, the whole premise of that was that he could, because of this quantum thing that he had done with a computer, he could travel but only within his own lifetime. And I think there was one time that either he went further back or he went to the future. I can't remember one of the. I mean, it was set in in the future from from our now. It was eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay. Which is, I think, how we managed to squeeze it into our. 80s. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I, know, I was like, this sounds familiar. I know we talked about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> but but the whole premise of that was that the quantum physics would only allow him to travel within his own lifetime, and the one time he did something that that ended up taking him outside of that. They were worried that he wasn't going to be able to come back. Mm. Mm. But he did, of course. Or maybe that was the end of the series. I don't know. I'm sure they didn't plan it that well because I think it was just not renewed. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, I just, that's another whole you know, parameter for how time travel might work is that you can only travel within your own lifetime. Otherwise, the quantum physics go crazy. And Oh, it reminds me of that character from... From, uh, oh heck, what was that book called? Oh, that book. The, oh, the one with the blue cover? Yeah, no, oh, the orange no. cover. I remember the character's name. It was, her name was Emma Colada, and and she could time travel like that. Hmm. Um, but she could, she could only time travel like in times that she was had been at or was going to be at. Ah, uh, okay. So, like, she could go to the future, and it was just... She could, but only she could, you know, move her conscience and yeah. consciousness to a future version of herself, okay, and then interact with that time period, and then come back and and be during the present, or go back in the past and yeah. observe places that she had been in the past. But she, mm. her, it's not her physical self traveling; it was just her conscience, consciousness. Okay, you know, there was one short story in this collection, time and time again, that was like that. Mm-hmm. That I started to read and then just ran out of time and didn't go ahead and read it. But that's it was the whole thing of 
you're lying in your bed, but then your consciousness is traveling elsewhere. And so that's the time travel. You're not physically there, mm-hmm. but you're there enough to change things right. and have an impact. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Or you learn about the future and then change your actions to turn, you know, according uh, to that. Biff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Man, I can't believe I can't remember that book. Everything's just, it's just losing. I'm losing my brain. It's just, <laughs> you should travel to your prior self and find out when that started happening and fix it. Yeah. There was a time travel show on not too long ago about the guy didn't have control over it. He would just go. What was it, Journeyman? Well, it, it was 2007 is when it aired, and I think it only aired for about a year or one season or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, he would be pulled out of his life unexpectedly. He would never know when it was really happening. Mm-hmm. I think he would kind of get a sense like seconds before it happened. Oh. Um, so he would never know. Yeah. And I think, you know, he would travel and see his wife at different stages mm-hmm. and and all that but i mean i I remember enjoying watching it but i don't remember a whole lot about it so from the synopsis that i'm reading he he was a reporter unexpectedly finds himself traveling through time to change people's lives uh he has to explain these sudden and unpredictable disappearances to his family including his young son who thinks it's all magic Hmm. um and colleagues and finding himself reunited on his journeys with a long-lost fiancé who was presumed dead. Uh. And I'm like, so he's married, and when he goes back into time, there's his fiancé that was mm. dead. Oh. So it's a romance? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> right? Hmm. Hmm. So Doctor Who... Doctor Who. Like you said, we can't talk about time travel without talking about Doctor Who. Yeah, that's a lot of material to cover. Yeah. So Doctor Who is a British... short period of time. Yeah. (laughs) TV series? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think I saw one episode... uh, Well, I think that was a movie. So is there a movie? Yeah, there's movies Mm -hmm. and specials and... Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you can tell I've not watched much. <laughs> yeah, I've seen just a couple of it. Well, I mean, it was a long-running show for a long time, and then it stopped, and then it was brought back in the early 2000s, yeah. mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of like a reboot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, so the every doctor, time there's a new doctor, it's a reboot. Yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he, he can regenerate, but he changes features body shape so there's a different actor whenever that actor's done being doctor who he regenerates and it's a different actor okay and just very recently they had their first female doctor Mm -hmm. which is jodie whittaker okay and every time there's a new doctor is there a new rest of the cast or not not always sometimes yes sometimes no when um the ninth doctor regenerated to the tenth doctor Uh Um, Rose stayed. Okay. And she stayed for a, a bit after that. And then 
that actress left the show and then he got a new companion. And I think Ten went through a few different companions. Mm. Okay. And then Ten regenerated into Eleven and then he got a new companion for a while as well. And then she left. they left the show and so we got another companion. And then okay. that companion went on to 12 when mm-hmm. 11 regenerated to 12 mm-hmm. she stayed for a while too and then he got a new companion so hmm. like sometimes they stay for several seasons after mm-hmm. they switch doctors mm-hmm. sometimes it's like a season okay like it, it really just depends on the yeah the actor that's, that's playing to. yeah right okay cool time travel and doctor who it's just part of it because doesn't he do kind of like dimensional travel too, sort of? Uh, not really. Space like the time travel. travel. Yeah, he does space travel. Yeah. Um. So he does space and time. Mm-hmm. So he can go far into space, far into time, mm-hmm. and go back into time. See, now that's an interesting thing about the the time machine, H.G. Wells, Jules Verne, H.G. Wells, mm-hmm. um, because in that one, there's this whole machine that takes you around in time but it doesn't change where you are Mm -hmm. it's it's physically going to take you to that same spot but in whatever time future or past that you find yourself so i think it's interesting that you know Mm -hmm. everybody who plays with time travel plays with it differently i mean Mm -hmm. it's like anything else but the rules are different sometimes mm-hmm. because sometimes you can go to a different time and place. Sometimes only a different time, but you're in the same place. Mm-hmm. Well, like in Back to the Future, mm-hmm. it's always the same place. Mm-hmm. End of the road. City. Yeah. You know, wherever he's driving his car, it's that spot when he gets to wherever he's going. Mm-hmm. Whatever it looks like. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Doctor Who doesn't really play with the time travel stuff that much, other than just he goes to different times. And it's a way of telling different stories. (laughs) Yeah, and there's fixed points in time. Like, there's events that cannot be changed. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, that's pretty much the only real thing that they that they deal with there is that there's fixed points in time that no matter what you do cannot be changed. Yeah. Hmm. Even if you try to change it, uh-huh. like the outcome will always be the same. Hmm. Them's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wrote it made it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Fate, destiny, God, mm-hmm. like well, yeah, whatever I mean, you want to. I've read like other this, things. This has to happen for right. the rest of this. Time. Yeah. I've read other things with time travel where, people will go back and they will change something intending that it will change a future Mm -hmm. outcome. And that future outcome happens because something else happens Mm -hmm. to to end up, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not the same sequence of events that leads to it, but the outcome is still Mm -hmm. the same and it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So that would be your fixed point in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So kind of like those movies where I don't remember the name of them, where the kids try to, get out of dying but it always catches up to them and they die anyway like they get run over by a bus and is that oh, final, final destination? destination is that it yeah oh my gosh i never saw any of those you didn't no you didn't have to like they all just died and 
That's pretty much what it looked like. They just all die, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. like they survived a plane crash, but they weren't supposed to survive. So then they died in ridiculous ways. Mm -hmm. Sounds fascinating. Because you can't cheat death. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. Not even with time travel. Uh (laughs) Oh, wow. Right? (laughs) Hmm. I think we effectively wrung out... We effectively wrung out that topic. Uh, tied it all up in a bow. I think that we are <laughs> out of time. Oh. <laughs> thank in you. so many ways. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to Long Overdue Podcast. Whether you listen to this and whatever time you happen to be listening. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>